0: A lot of probiotics out there that are on the grocery store shelves, they're actually dead by the time you take them. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 35 of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. And today we're gonna talk about something that I get a lot of questions about in my Instagram DMs, and that is supplements. So we're gonna talk about specifically three supplements that I take. These are basically foundational Supplements. These are really where you should start if you're looking to get started on a certain supplement protocol, if you will, Um, because I know it can be very overwhelming. There's so many different brands and forms of uh, different vitamins and minerals out there. So we are going to break that all down today. What is the first supplement we're going to be talking about, Kevin?
1: Yeah. First one is probably one that people have at least heard of. It's probiotics. Let's just start with the basics. What are probiotics?
0: Yeah. So basically, We have to think in our gut, we have a gut microbiome. So basically there are trillions of bacteria in our gut, specifically our large intestine, our colon. So in our large intestine, we have both good bacteria and bad bacteria. And we can dive into what that actually means in a second here. But basically we want enough good bacteria. So we So our body is functioning properly. So we are digesting our food properly. So we are absorbing our nutrients properly. So our immune system is functioning properly. It's also very important for just overall brain function and metabolic health as well. So the gut microbiome is extremely important. And that leads me to what are probiotics? Well, probiotics are the good bacteria. So when we take a probiotic, we're basically putting this good bacteria, these strains of good bacteria directly into our gut, our large intestine uh, specifically.
1: Yeah, we've said it before. It all starts with the gut, how important it is for your overall health. But but you mentioned specifically bad bacteria. How does bad bacteria get into our gut?
0: Yeah, well, a a lot of different ways, and it's a lot of the things we've already talked about on previous episodes. But the number one thing I'd say is a poor diet. Uh, consuming a lot of these ultra processed and processed foods that are high in, uh, you know, refined sugar, refined carbs, and uh, unhealthy uh, polyunsaturated fats, these all can promote harmful bacteria uh, growth in our in our gut in our large intestine. Um, But also things like using antibiotics, because this can not only kill off the bad bacteria and antibiotics can be extremely effective, but they also kill off a lot of the good bacteria which can create a better environment for the bad bacteria to thrive even more. Basically the way you can think about it is that we have like I said good and bad bacteria in our gut and we want more good bacteria than bad. So we are able to basically properly do all of those things that I just previously mentioned uh, digestion, mm-hmm. immune immune health, metabolic health, all of those things. So we want more good bacteria, but when we use antibiotics this can kill off a lot of the good bacteria and kind of throw off that balance. So that's another reason why we may have more bad than good bacteria in our gut. The other thing is alcohol, and this can not only kill off bacteria in the gut, but can also damage your gut lining, which can further promote uh, bad or harmful bacteria in the gut, Uh, stress, you know, not, not sleeping properly. All of these things can promote the growth of bad bacteria in our gut.
1: Yeah. I just had to go on antibiotics recently for an infection that I had. And the first thing that the the doctor recommended when he gave me the prescription was to also make sure I was on probiotics to counteract any of the antibiotic, the, the downside of taking that. So it, it was still doing its job fighting the infection, but it wasn't causing any damage to my gut microbiome. So definitely something to, to be aware of. Alcohol. I remember talking a lot about that on the, the episode we did specifically on alcohol the impact that it has just really destroying your gut um, is is certainly something that is is known and can be very damaging
0: yeah well I'm glad that your doctor told you to take probiotics because yeah I feel like I've never I've never I mean I yeah I've never gotten that before
1: <laughs> no I feel like maybe I think it was probiotics I sent you a reel on Instagram where someone was going around at a convention and mm-hmm. all these doctors were there and the individual that was performing the interview was asking. All of these different doctors, what they think of probiotics, and they were basically like, "Oh, yeah, it's it can be good, or maybe it's a scam." Like there was not one of them was like, "Yep, you should be taking it."
0: Right, and these were these were what GI doctors? Is that what they were? Yeah, I think they were. They were specifically GI doctors. Gotcha. gotcha. Not functional or holistic no. like doctor at all, or not natural, no, no. Yeah. Gotcha. Traditional doctor. Well, I mean, I guess they're they're kind of partly right in that there are a lot of probiotics out there that are a scam because. Um ultimately and I and I've talked about this before on on my Instagram stories before but a lot of probiotics out there that are on the grocery store shelves they're actually dead by the time you take them because live bacteria which is what a probiotic is it's live bacteria it's very sensitive to oxygen heat uh moisture light and basically all of these things can cause this bacteria to die so a lot of the times in the manufacturing process or the transportation process, or just the fact that these probiotics are on the shelf, just sitting there, we don't know how long they're sitting there for. They can, they can actually die. So by the time you take them, you're just consuming dead bacteria, in which case nothing's, nothing's really happening. Um, Is that harmful if you're consuming dead bacteria? I wouldn't think it's harmful. No, I just, Mm -hmm. it's, you're probably not really, you're not really receiving any real benefit.
1: Yeah, you're harmful yeah. for your wallet, probably just wasting your yeah, money. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're just wasting money. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So so that's one thing you have to kind of look into. If you are taking a probiotic, it, it's good to see if they're testing for this sort of thing. Are they ensuring that the bacteria is live by the time you take it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing is that, like I said, this bacteria in the in this probiotic supplement is very sensitive to oxygen, heat, moisture, light. So by the time we, when we take this and it hits our stomach acid, our stomach acid is very hot and acidic. So a lot of the times it hits that and our, and, and the bacteria in the probiotic will, will be dead. It's, so it's not making it to our colon, to our large intestine where our bacteria live. So it's hitting the stomach acid and then maybe it's dying or it's hitting the stomach acid, and then it's going to the small intestine. And then maybe it it can't even go through the small intestine into the large intestine alive. So there's a lot of problems that can happen in the process of of making a probiotic transportate, trans, transportating, transportating? <laughs> transporting, transporting, <laughs> <laughs> transporting a probiotic. Uh, while it's sitting there on grocery store shelves, and then also by the time you take it, it can, um, or when, when you take it, it can die after you take it.
1: Yeah. So so naturally, based on what you just said, my next question would be, can you consume probiotics or a probiotic equivalent through foods instead of something like a a pill? And and I've heard you talk about a couple of foods that maybe fall into this category, sauerkraut and kefir, you've been really into lately. Is that accomplishing the same thing as a probiotic?
0: If you want to have your healthiest year yet and become the most vibrant version of yourself, I recommend you start by cleaning up your skincare products. Swapping for natural options is a must if you want to feel good and glow from the inside out. And Primally Pure has harnessed the power of natural ingredients in their complete line of non-toxic beauty products. And one of those ingredients is grass-fed beef tallow. It's high in fat-soluble vitamins A, D, and K, and encourages production of collagen, contributes to skin development, and also plays an important role in skin tone, texture and overall health. Beef tallow is also incredibly effective in improving skin health due to the similar makeup it has to our skin. You'll find 100% grass-fed beef tallow in their very popular deodorant, but also some of their other products like their body butter bombs and creams. And if you don't believe me, just check out the testimonials on their Instagram feed and website. That is proof that pure ingredients really do create positive changes in your skin. You won't believe some of the before and after photos and the transformation stories from their community all across the world. If you are on the fence about making the swap to non-toxic products, especially natural deodorant, check out their five-star reviews at primallypure.com from customers just like you. Use code CLEAN Kitchen for 15% off your primally pure purchase. That is com slash clean kitchen. Use code CLEAN Kitchen at checkout for 15% off your order yeah it's very, very similar, so if you look at the official definition of a probiotic, it is a microorganism that is alive and administered in the dose in the dosage clinically studied to confer a health benefit to the host okay so, so basically <laughs> I know it's it's it seems complicated, but it's basically live bacteria when administered to you in a certain dosage that's basically been clinically studied to have some sort of health benefit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that when when you take it in this specific dose, it has a health benefit to you. So that's the official definition of a probiotic. Unfortunately, these fermented foods, which I'll give a few examples now, like sauerkraut, uh, which is fermented cabbage, pickles, which is fermented cucumbers, kefir, which is just pre- uh, fermented milk, uh, kimchi, and even yogurt and, and like I said, kefir, so a lot of dairy products uh, can contain, can contain live and active cultures or good bacteria. Is that technically a probiotic? Technically no, because we don't know the exact amount that's mi- administered. We don't, there, I guess there hasn't really been specific studies showing that um these foods in and of themselves have a specific health benefit for you health benefit for you. So these are fermented foods. They can help with your, your gut and digestion, but they're not technically a probiotic.
1: I see. Yep. So they they could (laughs) be having a benefit, but they can't, they can't call themselves like kefir can't rebrand to probiotic milk um, or something like that. But I guess one area I do see a lot of this is on yogurt. Like you said, mm. a lot of times yogurt packages will contain, I don't know if it just says includes probiotics or just probiotic branded on the actual yogurt. Is, is there something specific someone should be looking for when they see that to, okay, to say, okay, that, that, that actually has probiotics that I can use.
0: Yeah. So let me take a step back here and say that the, the use of the word probiotic on, on packages and, and products is not. Very well regulated. I just said that that definition of a probiotic, but a lot of people don't follow that definition. So that's why you will find probiotic on certain products. You know, you I've I've seen um, probiotic water before, but it's <laughs> like, is that is that really is that really going to have a benefit? Most likely not. Yeah. Um, but most likely very low quality. So specifically about yogurt. So they are going to add these, uh, this, this good bacteria, these live and active cultures is what it will normally say on the package. They'll add it to things like yogurt or kefir. And unfortunately, a lot of the times afterwards, after they add this good bacteria, they'll pasteurize it. And then this kind of defeats the whole purpose because it'll kill off some of the bacteria that they just added. So that's why the whole probiotic yogurt thing is a little bit of a marketing gimmick. Depending on the brand, there are some good brands that will uh, hopefully pasteurize it or even better, low-temp pasteurize it beforehand, and then they'll add the good bacteria so the good bacteria doesn't die. Um, But yeah, that's definitely something to watch out for when you're buying yogurt.
1: Yeah. And you wouldn't necessarily see that on the label itself. So it might take some additional research. Is that yeah, accurate?
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. Yep.
1: So, worth worth double checking. If you think you're getting your probiotics through something like yogurt, you might be, but you, you just have to double check to see how it, exactly it, it plays into the uh, fermentation process or even specifically the, the pasteurization process.
0: Yep. 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 Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And with all that being said, the, the probiotic that I take is seed. And mm-hmm. um, it's actually it's a prebiotic and a probiotic so a prebiotic think of it as basically it just it just feeds your good gut bacteria and then a probiotic is the good bacteria itself and um, I personally take seed because they test to ensure that not only is the bacteria alive when you actually take it but they ensure that it's getting through your stomach acid through your small intestine and then into your colon into your large intestine uh, where your bacteria live which is where the real benefits start happening. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's the brand that I take and, and trust.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they do a lot of additional research. Do you feel a, a difference when you take a probiotic versus maybe a day you, you miss for some reason?
0: Yeah, I, I definitely, I'd say in the beginning, I noticed a, a huge improvement in, in overall digestion and just regularity and bloating and um, just overall, I guess, digestive discomfort and improvement in all of those things. Um, but now, now that I've been taking it for some time, you know, a couple of years, um, I wouldn't say I notice a, a benefit like on a daily basis. And if I do miss a day here and there, I, I can't say I notice a huge, a huge impact.
1: Yeah. You probably built out up a, a good bacteria surplus within your gut that allows you, if you do miss a day to not hopefully feel any downsides of it. Yeah, exactly.
0: And also, on top of that, you know, I'm trying to consume a lot of these fermented foods that we just talked about that also contain good bacteria. So, um, yeah, you, you really, you really can't overdo it here.
1: No, no. Okay. I like that. So that is, is probiotics. We have we've heard a lot about them before, but good to, to narrow down specifically a newer one that I have not much knowledge of is colostrum, but I've heard you talking about it a lot. So what is colostrum?
0: Yeah, this is, this is my, this is my favorite supplement right now. So this right. is, yeah. So What is colostrum? So colostrum is a, it's a compound and it's produced by all mammals 48 to 72 hours after giving birth. (laughs) So, um, humans produce this, cows produce this. The, the specific supplement that I take is armra colostrum and this comes from grass fed cows, um, which is what a majority of colostrum supplements will come from. But colostrum specifically, it's a compound found in the milk. And it contains over 400 functional nutrients, like peptides. Uh, there's prebiotics in there. There's trace minerals, amino acids, growth factors, all, all really, really beneficial compounds that can help, uh, our immune system. It can help, uh, with our gut microbiome, similar to what we just talked about, uh, about with, with seed. It can help our, our microbiome. It's kind of. And a lot of people is kind of going on a tangent, but a lot of people ask me, you know, what's the difference between Armora and, um, and seed? Um, they're, they're kind of two separate puzzles, two separate pieces of the overall gut microbiome puzzle, if you Mm -hmm. will. They're not, they're not the same thing. Um, and we can dive more into that later if you want, but they, but specifically a colostrum can help rebuild our gut microbiome, reduce inflammation and many, many, many other benefits. So that's kind of high level what colostrum is.
1: Okay. Yeah. Maybe just to do that quick comparison, because I think that's useful. If I were to summarize what you've just said, maybe in a sentence for each of the two seed helps with your digestive system, whereas colostrum helps with your immune system. Would you say that that's accurate?
0: Uh, I'd say, yeah, that's probably the, that's probably the main, the main benefit of each of those. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the, the compounds and the properties within colostrum, there's just uh, there's, there's so, there's so many different things going on, but I think, yeah, the overall, uh, function is that it, it's, it's helping strengthen your immune system. Okay.
1: Got it. So then with colostrum, it it does seem to be newer. Like we said, is, is there a reason that it seems to be popping up a lot right now? Not just you, I feel like I've seen it consistently everywhere. Was there some new, some new information
0: I, I don't, I don't think that there was any new information. No, there's actually been over 5,000 studies, uh, about colostrum showing the benefits. So it's a very well researched supplement and, and compound. But yeah, I guess all of a sudden it's just kind of, it's just kind of taken off. And I'm, I'm, this is one of those trends where I'm very happy about because there are so many benefits to it. Uh, but no, it doesn't seem like there was any recent study that was like oh my gosh this is, this yeah. is crazy you know everyone's got to start taking this um i think i think this this specific brand Armra has just done a really good job of creating a really really high quality colostrum supplement and this isn't this isn't sponsored by them or anything I, I i do take i do take their product um but i think they're they're really at the forefront of this um of this innovation i guess of of a colostrum product
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a movement. It, it feels like, yeah. I guess, similar to what we talked about with probiotics, you mentioned that you have to be careful of a lot of probiotics on the market because they might not have actual live probiotics in them. Is there a similar kind of filter that you need to apply to when you're looking for colostrum? Is there something specific you should be looking for that says, okay, this, this is a good colostrum versus this is a bad one?
0: Yeah. I would definitely say, first off, try to find one that does come from one hundred percent grass fed cows. Um, that that's just that's just gonna it's just gonna be better. It's just gonna be way more nutrient dense. Not only that, but you know the cows most likely going to have a better life as well. They're not going to be going to a feedlot where they're consuming all of these low quality grains. So one hundred percent grass fed is is where I would start. Uh, sustainably sourced as well. Um, Armra specifically does not. They only take the leftover colostrum. They're not stealing any of the colostrum, you know, that a baby calf may need. So definitely look for sustainably sourced, 100% grass-fed. And then also, if you can, try to find one that uses, um, I know Armour specifically, they use something called cold chain biopotent technology. Mm-hmm. And basically, this just means that they're not heating the milk or the colostrum to really high temperatures. Um, similar, it's basically, you know, like... Pat, same as the pasteurization process. This is mm-hmm. basically low temp pasteurization to preserve a lot of the nutrients that are there. Um, we don't want to have this this amazing thing, colostrum, with all these benefits and then heat it to super high temperatures, basically damaging a lot of the nutrients that are there. So definitely look for one that's that maybe uses this cold chain technology. Okay,
1: so, so two two important things there. It's funny how much the... Heating of foods comes into play. We've talked about it with milk before. We've talked about it here already twice with the two supplements that we've talked about how much heat can kill off uh, the, the benefits
0: of some of these foods. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's a great point. Just,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So that's what to look for. And then just maybe some, some more information on colostrum itself for someone that is the first, this is the first time they've heard it. We've talked a little bit about the basics, but, but any additional information that's worth knowing?
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, colostrum in clinical study and clinical trials, uh, bovine colostrum specifically was found to be three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu. Well, so, well
1: a doctor should just provide this then instead of pushing
0: the, the flu vaccine every year. That's a guess. <laughs> yeah, well, then they can't make. I don't know, if you know, billion, probably millions, yeah. <laughs> mi- millions of dollars from the yeah. flu vaccine. Not as profitable. <laughs> Trying to convince people to uh, to get the flu vaccine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, they, they should just tell people to take this. Three times yeah. more effective.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So, is this something that that you take year round? Then is this an oh, everyday yeah. supplement?
0: Oh yeah, every day. Yeah, okay. yeah. The the so I I I first found out about uh colo- Well, actually, no, I. So I had taken a colostrum supplement years ago before it was a big thing because mm-hmm. I was dealing with so many gut issues and I had come across colostrum and I was like, this is really interesting. Let me try taking this. I didn't really notice a benefit. I honestly don't even remember what brand I bought. I wish I could go back and look and see the the, the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came across Armour Colostrum last March timeframe. So we're coming up on a year here. Um, And immediately started taking it when I ordered it for the first time. And I've been taking it basically every day since. So yeah, yeah, it's a really powerful supplement.
1: Yeah. And this one, unlike seed, which we talked about before, it's the probiotic. It's a a powder. Is that right? Yes. Yep. It's a
0: powder. Yeah. And you can mix mix it it in. in? Yeah. You can mix it in water. I actually, that's what I did for the longest time. But recently I've been just doing, just taking a scoop and Uh putting it right in my mouth. Like dry scoop, I guess is what it's called. And I'd (laughs) seen people do this and I was like, that looks that looks weird. I don't want, I don't know if I should do that. And then I tried it and actually it tastes really good. Uh it's un the one I have is unflavored. So mm-hmm. you can't when you mix it with water it doesn't taste like anything. But <laughs> I don't even know. I saw someone post about it and someone said it tasted like bread kind of, which like I, bread. I yeah, like I kind of get. Like I don't know, you need to try it. <laughs> it's like the the people that do pre-workout They'll yeah. often
1: do that dry scoop. Oh yeah, right before they oh. go to the gym. Well, that's and gross. then that'll get it jacked up. But this <laughs> very different, <laughs> very different, <laughs> very different. Because I've I've tried it once. I think you had an, an extra that I tried, and it was flavored and it was delicious. It, it was oh, almost yeah. like a refreshing drink on a summer day. I forget if it was lemonade or something like lemonade, but it was very refreshing. The actual taste of it, which is is surprising. A lot of times these things tend to, to not be the best flavored. Right. Even with the, the the health benefits,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they make a bunch of flavored ones mm-hmm. as well. I just go for the unflavored just because it's easier. But um, yeah, they make flavored ones that yeah. You're right; they do taste really good. And we'll yeah. we'll we'll leave links to all of this in the description as well. Seed um, Armra, and then any other any other products we mentioned on this episode. So yeah. Um. But yeah, that's 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 basically what colostrum is. A lot of the benefits people notice, and what I've noticed is just again improvement in digestion, um, improvement in overall energy and focus. Uh, some people report thicker hair, uh, better workouts, like, you know, they can push through harder or, or, or lift more weight. Um, and one of the main benefits, they get sick a lot less, which sure. is what it's, it, it, that's one of the things that colostrum is well researched on. Well, there's a lot of clinical studies on it, like I mentioned.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you said that specifically Armra utilizes Uh, hundred percent grass fed cows. How many other animals, you said all, all mammals create this colostrum. How many other supplements or are there other supplements that are using colostrum from different mammals and are any better than others?
0: I, that's a great question. I, 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 I haven't seen any other colostrum supplement that's not from grass fed cows. Okay. So maybe, maybe like sheep or goat possibly there could be. Um, but besides that, I doubt really that, that there's anything else.
1: Yeah. yeah. The only reason I would think is if, and I don't even know if it does, if the colostrum from the milk contains lactose or lactate and people are intolerant to that, would like a a sheep or goats colostrum be better? But I don't know.
0: Well, sheep or goat, sheep and goat's milk still contains lactose. All, All dairy still contains lactose. The thing with those types is that they don't contain the A1 protein. Got it. That's right. Goat's milk, sheep's milk, um, A2 cow's milk, those, those only contain A2 protein. So, um, colostrum is still going to contain lactose, but I've never heard of someone being sensitive to it. And part of the reason is Armra also, uh, takes out, which I guess is another thing you should look for that I forgot to mention. They take out, uh, casein, which is basically that A1. So they take out all the casein protein. Um, which is what a lot of people are sensitive to in the first place. They're they're really not sensitive to the lactose. They're sensitive to the casein protein, which hopefully a, a lot of other supplements are removing as well. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but I know Armour does.
1: Armour does. Okay, so that so. that's that's a great place to start. Then, if you are interested in colostrum, yep. look for Armour and uh, and see if if you feel some of those benefits. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Th- then the the third one that I want to talk on is again one people are are familiar with. And probably a lot of people take already, but multivitamins. There's there's a ton of multivitamins out there. I remember as kids we took the, the Flintstones, chewable <laughs> multivitamins that were delicious. Yeah. There's gummy multivitamins that a ton of people take, but there is varying degrees of nutritional benefit to those. Just talk to me maybe a little bit to start about multivitamins.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, don't don't go for the gummy vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing good about them. They're basically just glorified candy with <laughs> maybe a little bit of uh synthetic nutrients in there that really aren't doing a whole lot for you. So skip the gummies. A uh, <laughs> um, I know a, a common, uh, a commonly asked question I get because I have a lot of um, followers who are, who are moms is what's a good multivitamin for kids. And, and the brand Haya is one of my favorite brands. They, Um, They contain high quality vitamins and minerals. They even have a a fruit and vegetable blend in there as well. And it's like a, it's a chewable tablet. It's not a gummy. Um, That was a little off track, but not really because it's still a multivitamin. But for adults, um, it's a similar thing. You got to, you got to watch out for these multivitamins that just use really, really low quality uh, micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. So Ideally, if there's some sort of fruit and vegetable blend in there that you can get from real whole foods, or maybe even better, a beef organ supplement, which we can go into a little bit more here in a second, but uh, beef organs are extremely, extremely nutrient-dense, probably one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Um, So you could look for that or something with a fruit and vegetable blend and ensuring that the the vitamins and minerals there are are higher quality. Okay, and and do you take a daily multivitamin? Yeah, so I take AG One, which is it. It basically is a multivitamin, but it's much more than that. It's a multivitamin, multi. It has a bunch of minerals in it. It it actually does have pre and probiotics in it as well. Not as many as uh, as seed, but it does it does still contain a few strains of probiotics and some some uh, some prebiotic fiber in there. Uh, and then it also has like some adaptogens and, and functional mushrooms, which can be good for uh, overall stress levels and also like cognitive performance and focus as well. So I guess this is technically the multivitamin I take, but yeah. it's really a lot more than that.
1: Yeah. Multivitamin plus it does. It does a lot more. Yeah. So when you start your day every morning, you're taking seed, Armra and this AG1 multivitamin and and you yeah. feel like that's covering really a, a lot of what you need from a supplement perspective.
0: Yeah. That's a, in my opinion, that's a fantastic start to the day. If those are yeah. the first things I, I, I wake up. First thing I do is colostrum mm-hmm. into the mouth, uh, four scoops and four then scoops? yeah, four scoops. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. They, they recommend three to four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, and there's been, there's been studies that have, uh, experimented with different dosages and I think, I believe it's one gram per scoop. So that's four grams per day. Uh, there's been different studies, you know, testing anywhere from one gram to uh, probably, probably a lot, probably like 20 something. But I think somewhere in between that one to five range is good. They recommend starting with one and then kind of working your way up. And that's, that's exactly what I did. Um, so I go colostrum, and then I'll make my AG1, which with just water, one ice cube and a scoop of AG one, and then I'll take my um, my seed with that as well, and then what, yeah.
1: What's the what's the one ice cube for?
0: Oh, just to make it a little cold because I I have mm-hmm. my my aqua true filter uh, which okay. is just room temperature. Yep. So I just need it a little bit cold. Yeah. Do one. you like the taste of AG one? I do. I really like the you. taste. Yeah. Okay. I enjoy it. I, I yeah. I actually look forward to it in the morning.
1: It's like a refreshing almost yeah. uh, a refreshing drink. I guess
0: in the morning. yeah it, it is it is refreshing. Yeah. Like like. And this could be all in my head but it feels very hydrating. Mm-hmm. It's my body. Mhm. Um yeah, 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 I yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, the AG1 I, I feel like is has done a great job uh advertising their product. I feel like I see it constantly everywhere. Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. uh taking AG1. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. And I yeah, and I've been taking that for year for years now. So.
1: And you don't take like a normal multivitamin pill that most people would think of.
0: No, I don't. But yeah, no. I I, I don't personally, but there are a lot of other good brands out there, which w- w- we'll leave in the description. But um, yeah, no, I don't. No. Okay. So those, those are the three
1: big ones. Almost yeah. like a, if you were building a house of supplements, those are the three pillars that are important to really start what you're looking for with. But there are definitely other options out there in terms of supplements. One that you've talked about too quite a bit is, is electrolytes. And I think you take those daily, maybe daily.
0: I got a right in now. my cup right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got some electrolytes right here. Uh-huh. I'm chugging on some Flavor City electrolytes right now. Um yeah, I do take them every, every single day, uh, which is basically electrolytes for those that don't know. It, it basically just um a supplement with magnesium, potassium, calcium, and sodium usually is what's in them. Um and these are very important minerals that a lot of people are deficient in. Part of the reason is because we're just not getting enough from our food and our our soils are just a lot more depleted than they used to be and a lot more n- nutrient poor. They just don't have as many nutrients. Um, so that's part of the reason why I supplement with um, electrolytes. Also, they just taste really good.
1: They do taste good. <laughs> the electrolyte brands, there's a few out there. we actually wrote a blog on some of the best brands, but those I've, I've found the ones that are good for you taste very good.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to like struggle and <laughs> and chug a, chug a bad tasting electrolyte. No, there's, there's some really good options out there. Yeah. Um, but
1: the, the minerals there that you just mentioned, are, are those not in something like AG one?
0: Uh, I guess they, no, they te- they technically are, um, mm-hmm. But I'd say in much smaller amounts than the and than an electrolyte supplement. Got it. So each of yeah. these
1: supplements that we've talked about, they they there is definitely some crossover that we've talked through, but it feels like each of them has a specific strength that they focus on. And so even though the uh colostrum has probiotics, prebiotics in it, Pre-bi- it's not built specifically to do that. Is that it's- accurate? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, and specifically colostrum only has prebiotics, not probiotics. Okay. Um, but like, for example, yeah, like AG1 has pre and probiotics, Mm -hmm. but seed is the same thing. Seed is pre and probiotics, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think you nailed it with that explanation. They, they have a very specific function, but there is some overlap.
1: Got it. Yeah. So for anyone that's saying, oh, well, didn't, didn't the other thing Kyle said have that? Yes, Mm -hmm. but it's not to the extent that the the other one did. Exactly. Okay. Then, then the next supplement I want to talk about is beef organ supplements. Have you had these before?
0: Yeah, I've ta- I, I've taken these for uh, ex- extensive periods of time. I guess um, I was taking it for a good six or seven months this past year, 2023. And I was taking it consistently every single morning. I, I can't say I noticed a huge benefit or improvement in anything and I was already taking AG1 at the at the same time, so maybe I was getting enough from that. Um, but with that being said, I think there's still a great option, and I know a lot of people that have that see so many different benefits once they start taking a high quality beef organ supplement. Um, and there's a lot of great brands out there as well.
1: Yeah. So the the, the supplement, a lot of people take that because eating beef organs isn't. Usually part of someone's normal diet, correct? But I think, but you you had beef organs recently, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I had them. Yeah, I had what them. Do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's tough.
1: I've never had them, but just yeah. looking at them, it's like something you'd see on Fear Factor.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I agree. But the look, the look of it doesn't doesn't bother me. The look mm-hmm. or the consistency. It didn't it didn't bother me. I'm not like, oh, this is disgusting. I'm like, oh, this is like super nutrient dense. I was just thinking about it as a supplement. Mm-hmm. And I and I tried it on Thursday, which was what, three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time. Raw liver, just like a little, little tiny piece, like mm-hmm. the size of a penny, probably. And uh it was disgusting. It was just like <laughs> it was just like the worst taste ever. I, I like Really irony and like metally and just like, oh, it was disgusting. Oh. So hey. lingered. It lingered for a while. Kind of ruined <laughs> my meal. Yeah. Did you have it at the start of your meal? I had it like in the middle. Uh-huh. I, was eating and I was eating and then I was like, you know what? I had it on my plate. I was like, all right, let me try this thing. Because I'm like, I had some food and then I could I could eat it. And then I could eat more food to kind of yep. cover up the taste was my thinking. But I took it. And I have the video. I haven't posted it. I haven't posted it yet. (laughs) I got to go through and edit it. But um, yeah, you could see me like I'm like, I'm like shoving sauerkraut in my mouth and like eating blueberries like right after I ate it because I was like, get this taste out of my mouth. (laughs) And it was just like lingering there. And I was like chugging water. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was it was bad. It was really bad. If you if you if anyone out there listening to this consistently consumes beef liver, respect, respect, <laughs> yeah. respect to you. Cause I cannot do it. I cannot do it. I'm too weak.
1: No, no, I don't think I need to put that, that one on the list. So maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll stick to the beef organ supplements for there me. You
0: go. And that's a great alternative, which yeah. if I ever want to consume beef organs again, I will absolutely choose the supplement.
1: Yeah. That's, that might be the safer route to go. Yeah. Um, okay. You have, you have something else on that one?
0: No, I don't know how Liver King does it though. He like, (laughs) he chugs liver.
1: (laughs) That guy is, is built different. Yeah, I can't do that. No, no. Something else Liver King might take though is creatine. Creatine is very popular. (laughs) Good segue. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was a (laughs) pro, pro move there in the biz. (laughs) That creatine is very popular. The first thing I think is people that do weightlifting, people that want to put on a lot of muscle. But what about just the average, normal, everyday person that, that isn't trying to be a bodybuilder?
0: Yeah, this is another one of those supplements that's, there's so much research on and so many studies showing the benefits of creatine, um, and it's naturally found in foods, naturally found in meat and fish. Um, but when you take creatine supplement, it basically helps your muscles produce more energy. So it's, it's specifically really good for any quick or really like intense activities that you may be doing, like lifting weights, which is what a lot of people use it for, um, sprinting, things like that. Um, it can also help you just like work out harder and then improve your, your strength and, and your muscle size over time, which is again, uh, a primary reason why people take it. But there's also a lot of studies that show the brain health benefits and, the uh, the, uh, how it can improve cognitive performance and focus as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just I just lit- literally recently started supplementing with it maybe a week or two ago. So haven't noticed any immediate benefits, but we'll definitely um keep everyone posted on that. Yeah, what was the reason that you started trying recently? I I guess I just watched some videos and I read a bunch of stuff about it. Uh I guess I saw initially saw a YouTube video about it and that kind of piqued my interest, and then I started to read more about it and then was like, yeah, um, you know, I'm getting You know, I I normally eat one and a half to two pounds of, of, of meat every single day, which has roughly one to two grams of creatine in it, which is probably more than, or definitely more than the average person gets. Uh, but there's a lot of studies that show supplementing with, you know, five to 10 grams of creatine per day can be, can be really effective. So I'm, I'm experimenting, starting with five grams of uh, of creatine. It's super It's super cheap too, really inexpensive.
1: Yeah, so a newer one for you. And if you are someone just getting started, would you put this below the other, the big three, I guess, that we yes. talked about to start with?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah.
1: So a good one to keep on the list if you have started elsewhere and maybe want to really get into it, creatine should be on your list longer term. Yeah. Uh, okay, then the, the last one I want to ask you about is actually one that I feel like when I first started getting into health and nutrition, one of the first ones that was recommended to me was an omega-3 supplement. Specifically, I think about fish oil as the mm-hmm. omega-3 supplement. And the ones that I used to take were just like horse pills and you could taste the fish. They were, they were gross. Yeah. I hated them. I like, <laughs> Should I have been taking are, are omega-3 supplements? Good for you. They, they are.
0: Yes, they, yeah. they absolutely are good for you. Yes. Um, yeah, so omega 3s we talked we've talked about them a lot. We've talked about them with different types of oils, we've talked about them with chicken and beef and and fish and they are uh they are omega 3s are very high in in fish specifically things like wild caught salmon and sardines. Um even like even plant foods like flax seeds and chia seeds can contain omega 3 fats and omega 3s are very important. They are a specific type of fat that you basically need to get from your diet because your your body can't make them. So we need to get them from foods, pasture-raised eggs, also another great example. Um, but they basically, they're super important for heart health, producing inflammation in the body, supporting brain health, um, and, and many other things uh, helping help regulate our mood as well. So super, super important. Um, and yeah, fish oil supplement is probably going to be your best option. Just look at the other ingredients, make sure there's no added vegetable oils or, or fake coloring or anything like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely recommend, uh, Omega three supplement. I personally don't take one. I, mm-hmm. I figured that was going to be your next question. Yep. Yep.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> you get um, it. is it because you get it? Omega threes from food already? You feel like,
0: yeah, y- yes. And And that, and also I've, I've taken, uh, omega-3 supplement in the past before, and this was years ago and Mm -hmm. I didn't notice an immediate benefit. So I stopped taking it. Um, but yeah, there, there's some omega-3 fats in, in pasture, in pasture raised eggs, which I consume Mm -hmm. in, um, grass fed beef, not a whole lot, but there is a little bit. And then, um, yeah, I can't say I consume a whole lot of fish these days, but I would like to start including some more sardines into my diet specifically for the omega-3 benefits. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah this,
1: the, the first thing I think about here is the what we talked about, the ratio between omega-3 to omega-6 fatty yeah. acids in our body. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, omega-6 fatty acids are more prevalent just because omega-6 is in a lot of different places, vegetable oils, even chicken had a mm-hmm. high omega-6 yep. concentration. And so consuming something like an omega-3 supplement could be a good way to help balance out that ratio in your body if you feel like you're more tilted to the omega-6.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely, 100%, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But once again, similar with creatine, probably one that you would do after the big three.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably, probably not right away. Um, yeah, this is going to be kind of, yeah, an after- after you've established a good a good foundation i guess
1: yeah yeah and maybe more generally what what is your kind of thought process on supplements as opposed to just like eating a healthy diet
0: yeah i mean you can and that's the thing we we really just covered the surface of supplements here in this episode there are you can don't go down so many different rabbit holes of different supplements and and forms and and just so many different things which if you want to get into great but i think start with these if you are interested in supplementing with anything start start with these different uh, categories but all that to say prioritize a healthy diet prioritize moving your body prioritize sleep prioritize getting sunlight prioritize all of these things first before you really start to consider taking a whole bunch of supplements um, you know if 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 you're not, thriving in all in each of those areas that I just mentioned. Yeah, that's fine. If that's fine if you take supplements, but I'd say above all of these supplements is, is those things I just mentioned, a proper diet, Mm -hmm. eating real whole foods, getting outside, prioritizing sleep, moving your body, exercising. These are all things that I would start with. And then you can go to your supplements to basically improve your health even more and thrive even more. So Mm -hmm. those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah, no, it it makes perfect sense. There's a reason they're called supplements. They are are meant to supplement a healthy lifestyle, not Mm -hmm. to replace the other activities that you
0: mentioned. Exactly. Yep. All right, that's gonna be it for the supplement episode of the Clean Kitchen podcast. That's it for episode 35. We will see you next week in episode 36.